Corporate Unplugged opens the door to a world of people transforming business. They share their dreams, their experiences, and what they would never give up. So I'm so glad to have Nina Simelkowski here with me from uh, Stockholm. Hi. Welcome <laughs> to my podcast, Nina. Thank you so much. You are the founder and the CEO of Milky Wire, uh, providing a new way to make an impact. Uh, it's also a crowdfunding platform that lets you connect with and support people who really fight climate change, uh, who want to preserve wildlife, cleaner oceans and much, much more. And, uh, and uh, every week, uh, Milky Wire shares videos and photo updates so that anyone can follow their progress and learn. Yeah. Uh, I really think that um, what you're doing so is so incredibly uh, fascinating because you, I realize that you're literally disrupting this, let's call it the charity industry. Yeah. Um, so that everyone can contribute and directly uh, dive into action and participate. That's the intention. Yeah. Yeah. And also the beauty of, of the fact that uh, you are, if I, for example, uh, am passionate about uh, wildlife or something and I want to help out with a special project, uh, I not only help out, but I can literally connect personally with people uh, that correct. are running it, which I think is so, uh, so special because it creates a certain sense of intimacy and, and participation. Yeah. Well, that's what we hope. And we work for it. yeah. <laughs> so, but what um, uh, what is like so far in your experience the beauty of this uh, of Milky Wire and the, the journey you've been on there? On one hand, and what are the you could say the the main like challenges that arise that you didn't may have maybe expect? It all originates from when I was in Kenya and Masai Mara. Uh, I spent uh, years there uh, on a photography project called Book of Leon, where I followed uh, one pride of lions and it ended up in an exhibition. And I came to Kenya not really, this was in 2012, and I didn't know much about the the extinction risks that we are facing. I didn't know much about climate change. Those topics were not like common topics, at least not in my life mm. at that point. And so I came there and I soon realized that things were kind of off and that the lion population is declining dramatically. And it has been declining for the last 20 years. And there's only, and, and, and longer back of course, but now there are only about 20,000 individuals remain, if even that. Okay. so. I started to engage with different projects and I got to know people who were in the field working to protect, well, in this case, to save the lion. Um, the problem, as I thought, was it was super hard for me to find them, to connect with them, to support them with funds. And, and it was just the whole process was so complicated. And it took me to really get a full understanding of how to save lions in the wild. It, it took me years several, several years, and I wasn't doing anything else. And then coming to the realization that what I saw with the lion in that specific case was not an isolated phenomena just for the lion, but it's the case for any other species, climate change, all these problems. There are people out in the field who are fighting day and night to, to make an impact and to change things to the better locally entwined NGO grassroots projects that are amazing. 
The problem is the rest of the world who really cares. I mean, it's getting more and more top of mind for everybody to do something, to take action. But how do you take action? Like, how do you find these projects to support? And so there's an immense gap between the people who care and the people who are actually out there doing something. And so the beauty, <laughs> to your question, I don't know if I call it beauty, but what we're trying to accomplish is to connect these two. And hence also the name of the company, Milky Wire, which is the Milky Way and connecting people across universe in a sense. So I've got that one answered as well, <laughs> because I usually get a lot of questions on that. Um, so that's, um, and, and that's really hard um, to do in a lot of ways. Being an entrepreneur is so hard and it's challenging in every possible way. And I think when it comes to taking action for our planet, a lot of people care. A lot of people say that they want to do something, but then getting people to actually do something is far harder than I ever, ever could have imagined. Um, and it's something I'm still trying to understand why that's the case but I think it's part of it is that we are so distant to where the actual impact is happening and where the people are and, and it's so distant from our everyday lives most people don't wake up thinking oh today I'm gonna uh, save a species or I'm gonna clean the ocean people wake up and they go, oh I'm gonna get my favorite coffee and maybe I'm gonna go get those movie tickets <laughs> maybe I'm gonna go have a beer after work and get those sneakers but people don't wake up thinking, if I may generalize, they don't wake up and say, okay, today I'm going to save the world. That's a minority. Although I know that people go around worrying about these things. So that's a challenge. I mean, there's lots of challenges being an entrepreneur, but this, I think, is the, the, the biggest challenge of them all. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the biggest challenge for us as humans today, because we have to take action. And I'm thinking, what is typically leading people to action? I mean, we can have all kinds of, you know, rational, uh, intellectual, so to say, arguments and, and stuff. But eventually, if it doesn't kind of connect to them emotionally. Yeah. And I think this is where we are taking steps. So in terms of, like, to be very specific about what Milky Way actually does. So we have, uh, we have an app where you can uh, find projects, you can support them directly, you can, you know, um, you can connect with the people working in the field. So that's like the consumer-facing product. But we have, what we have learned is that because people don't wake up thinking this way, we also need to think about how can we um, engage people without really asking them too much. So, and what I mean with that is how can we intertwine the Milky Way experience of connecting you to make an impact within other things you do. So uh, we are building an employee engagement program for companies where the, instead of the company making like one big donation to one big charity, you as the individual employee can go on to the app, decide for yourself where your amount of money will go. So that's one example. Or partnering with... Um, We partner with a company, material science fashion brand, where for every uh, piece of garment that they sell, there's a part of the proceeds that will go into the platform. So different types of collaboration. So as a consumer, you can keep on doing what you already are doing. 
you know and while doing so you're making an impact mm. so it's actually connecting in the people the projects the impact into your everyday decisions which is also digitizing uh, I guess the charity sector in this way as well mm. so we're kind of in a lot of places uh, still having the consumer product it's still growing but it's a much more complex journey um, to get out there because we're so it, the space is crowded uh, and we have so many decisions and so many messages that meet us like on, on a daily basis on what to do and what not to do. A lot of times when you when you make a donation or you contribute a charity, it's a it's a faceless experience. You don't necessarily hear back. Um, you don't see the people actually doing the work on the ground and. Through Milky Wire, you actually get to see who they are. You can ask them questions directly. You can follow them on a weekly basis. So it brings you much, much closer. So the, the people who understand what we're doing and who want to make an impact and who join and start supporting, for them, it's a really new and unique experience that brings you much closer. It's much more rewarding. And it's a lot of... It's based a lot on my personal experience of being a donor because I got to know projects and this is what my experience would be like. Mm -hmm. So I would get like WhatsApp messages. I would understand what's happening on a weekly basis. And, and it's just rewarding. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you feel close and it feels like you are making a difference. And I thought, what if we could scale this up and create a product that would connect people in the same way? So in, in the foundation, that is really what we're doing. And, it's, and that can lead, obviously, to documentaries and mm. books and whatnot. Um, but where we're focused now, it's more like, um, it's like following an influencer <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> but it's not just your everyday influencer. It's an impactor. That's what we call them. Yeah. So it's a person who is actually making an impact. So releasing seals caught in plastic in Namibia or cleaning the ocean on the west coast of Sweden or fighting against oil plantations in Indonesia. It's like, you can actually follow along, along on the right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and you have this model saying that um, a minimum of 80% of the donations, they go directly into the projects and, impact and uh, for the impactors without any kind of middleman. Yeah. Um, so... And is that, has that been very important to your people kind of joining in, um, donating and so on, do you think? Um, we're constantly struggling to explain this because it's complex. Um, I don't know how important it is or not, but personally I believe it is important that the resources go directly to the project in the field. And so the cut that we take right now is, I mean, it's transaction fees, it's just hosting of the platform and maintenance of the platform like any other um, platform out there. And then there's a chunk where we support these projects in the field from a content perspective. We provide them with paid media for social media and campaigns and partnerships. So we in a sense, work as a marketing agency for them. So where these teams wouldn't have this themselves in the field, we are actually taking on a part of that challenge within those 20%.
we do a lot of the marketing that they wouldn't be doing to help get more donors. So that's how we try to explain. But for most people who are not in the details of this, it's complex how this is different. Um, but to me, it's very important. I mean, I think in a perfect economy, which we are sort of working ourselves closer to in many ways, and you can see it in other um, sectors and industries where if you follow an influencer that you like, you uh, can give money directly to them. And that's a common thing to do. But in the charity sector, it's not the common way for things to work. There's a lot of middlemen. And I think just in the way that middlemen are being cut out in other sectors, it's going to happen here as well. And so it, if it's Milky Wire or not, I don't know. Like, let's hope it's us. <laughs> but um, it's definitely the way that, that the world is moving thanks to digital tools, technology. Just bringing everybody, I mean, in the world, just closer to one another. And you pay for whatever it is, wherever in the world, directly to whoever provides that service. So in a sense, you're kind of buying the service of cleaning up the ocean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Nina, uh, to go back to, to you, what would you describe as your passion? Always, when I've seen things that I believe are wrong or maybe not done in the most efficient way or could be improved, I automatically start thinking about alternative solutions. So um, I think that is my, my passion is really improving things, getting things done uh, and just making things better, not for myself, but from a perspective of how things should work in an ideal world. Now that I know makes me quite hard sometimes to work with because at least when I was in a bigger company because I'll just see so many things that I want to improve and some people are just like just let it be like don't take that fight <laughs> and and um, and I mean I guess it's perfect now that I'm an entrepreneur and I have my own <laughs> box right to deal with um, but that's my passion to get things done to improve things and and really always try to make the best out of things. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Fantastic to hear that. I could, um, if you would ask me the same, I would be on a similar route, I think. Really? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so you have a similar experience of people being like, just, just that's not your thing to deal with. <laughs> Are there any uh, transformational points in your life that have, um, now looking back at it, has you know influenced you a lot? There, there are many. Um, and I guess that's a part of being a human <laughs> that you have those points along your life yeah. uh, but definitely as as a child um, not being the most popular sometimes even being bullied or not part of the group um, and that has shaped me a lot mm -hmm. um, throughout I mean up until now today in the last 10 years I'm well aware of that um um, that I have that within me and that gives me like an extra effort to really prove myself because as I was being well when I wasn't popular I would put my notes in my books instead and into studies and basically showing that you know I'm good enough based on my results and what how I perform and so performing and doing my best and like 
being top of class, those things became like a lifeline, like a survival skill almost. And a lot of my drive and my passion and just the, this endless <laughs> drive sometimes that I myself get tired of comes from this. And so today, while I see that this comes from being a small child and going through what I went through in a teenager, I also kind of cherish it because I wouldn't be who I am if I hadn't gone through that. So that's one of those main, like, really. So, um, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want anybody else to go through what I went through and how much pain that cost me. But still, I, I really uh, appreciate it today. It's, it's, it doesn't make any sense when I say that, I realize it. And now that I have three small children myself, I think about how can I give them this drive and passion, but I don't want them to be bullied, of course. I haven't, I haven't come up with a great solution for this, but it's something I've thought about. Um, um, but how, I mean, it sounds like impossible. How, I mean, we don't change that much in life that, you know, what would it be that would be not likable about you or what irritated people? Or why would you be the, you know, um, point of, of being bullied? And, and, and do, Can you even explain it? Is there any logic or it's just like... Uh, Yeah, I think I, I have changed a lot. Um, so that's one thing. Um, but I think, I think especially, I mean, as you get older, your edges like go softer. Um, and you learn to keep your mouth shut at certain times. And I've always been very outspoken, uh, very honest. And things have probably come out in the wrong way sometimes. Um, I also, when I was a teenager, I modeled. And then I had really good grades, and that's a really bad combination. If and then also super um, insecure in combination with that, and mm. being a teenager, it just like I think I don't even have to explain that to the listeners. I think because <laughs> it, it just is, is not a pretty place to be in. Um, mm. I I think I just took a lot of space, and I I guess I was maybe in some contexts. Um, And that wasn't always appreciated. And I wasn't comfortable also, I think, of being a person taking space. I still am not. Like, and, and I talk about it sometimes here internally that I, everybody's like, yeah, you need to be the face of Milky Wire. You need to have these, do these podcasts. <laughs> you need to do all these things. You need to talk about yourself. And while I, as a marketing person, understand that I need to do these things, I also have this little person on my shoulder telling me like oh don't you think that you are somebody don't raise your voice too loud don't get in the front line don't like put yourself out there mm -hmm. maybe somebody won't like you so I still have it there and it's uh, yeah mm -hmm. it's at times I think one of my I think it's a strength and a lot of times but it's also uh, something I definitely need to work with mm -hmm. other points I think in my like life I think the quick career at Swedish Match is important as because when I was 29, I became head of marketing. So I never thought I would have such a quick career path. I couldn't imagine that that would be the case. Um, I thought maybe I could land the job as that job when maybe I was 50. And then suddenly, I mean, I, when I got the job, I'd never set my foot in a marketing department. I didn't know anything. <laughs> This is another chapter we could laugh about, but I didn't know anything. And so what, what happened 
then was it just, I had this plan, right? I was going somewhere and then suddenly I reached it much faster. And then that throws everything up in the air. It's like, what is the plan? Is this really the plan? Am I so happy about this plan? Did this step make me happier? What happened here? There's a lot of existential questions going on. And so that led to me then thinking about, oh, I have this dream of becoming a photographer when I was you know, much younger. Mm. I don't have any kids. I put money aside. No strings attached. I should do this because otherwise it's never going to happen. And so that's when I resigned and I pursued the career in photography, which then led to the lines, <laughs> that led to the fight for ex- against extinction, and then eventually into what I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. So definitely a wow. huge turning point, yeah. A lot of people, when they really have a choice, they tend to go into the comfort zone and not outside. But I think that the life is at the, at the edges of that zone. You know? Well, for me, it's... I, Yeah, it's an interesting thought. Um, I I agree with you, but I can also see how people end up in the comfort zone and get comfortable <laughs> in the comfort zone. <laughs> That's the whole name of it, right? Mm-hmm. Because changing things dramatically is rarely very comfortable. It's it's super rewarding. But it can also be very scary. And if you haven't gotten yourself out of the comfort zone ever before, you actually don't know what's beyond that point. And it's not like people around you are going to be like, yeah, get out of your comfort zone and go over there. Where it's <laughs> People tend to project their own uh, f- um, fears mm-hmm. onto you. Mm-hmm. So you got to listen to your inner voice and then just jump. But I know, I know that's easier said. Then done. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to end up in a place where later on you're like regretting that. Why didn't I do that? What was that? Was not a big thing. Why didn't I? You know, you really want to. I think uh, this has been one of the main mm. thoughts that I've clinged onto. The fact that I envision myself sitting there when I'm like 90 years old, and I'm at the winter of life. And then looking back and realizing I didn't dare, that scares the hell out of me <laughs> to be in that position. Like, so I always go to that 90-year-old version of myself thinking, what would she have done? And try to lean into that. Because mm-hmm. I'd hate to regret anything mm-hmm. and that I didn't do something. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and if, yeah, period. <laughs> yeah, and in a way, that's a way of, of surrendering to you know the wish wish you have inside, and then whatever happens happens. I mean, even okay, even if something leads to a failure, how important is that really? In in a time perspective, I mean, yeah, you know, you can always recover or change or yeah, we tend to land on our feet one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more like the self critic, I think, that is very often the enemy somehow. That we are our own enemy in the sense that we somehow pick up somewhere, you know, that maybe I'm not good enough, maybe I couldn't do that, maybe I... Uh, I mean, in general. Yeah. And I think we also tend to make things too complicated. Mm. So when I started Milky Wire, the idea has changed a lot, if you look back. Uh, we we really work as a lean startup. So we iterate, we learn, we move on and so on. But when I started everything, 
and it's still the case a lot of times, it's, it's terrifying <laughs> because I know that this is complex. I mean, we're out to try to disrupt the whole sector, charity. And that's a huge vision to really like empower and inspire people to take action beyond what they do today, to connect people around the world. It's so big that it's oh, terrifying. And when I was about to start Milky Wire, I just felt like I, I can't do this. It's just me. I don't have any colleagues. Yeah, I have connections. I have the funding, but still it's super scary. And then my husband has always said, you know, let's, let's give something six months. So you give it six months, you don't have to commit to more. And then you make a list of what you need to get done. And then you just start ticking those things off. And then suddenly six months have passed and you're a lot wiser and then you can make a better decision than what you would have done before, right? And so I think a lot of people don't take that first to-do list. They don't create that first list. They don't give it those six months. They just sit there and look at that Mount Everest yeah. And, and, and Mount Everest is terrifying. Mm -hmm. Like every day, Mount Everest is terrifying for me today. I mean, Mount Everest, a.k.a. Milky Wire, <laughs> is terrifying. <laughs> um, and so it's like taking those baby steps. Like, okay, today we're doing this. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow we're doing that. And then suddenly a few months have passed and, you know, you learned, you moved on. Yeah. So, so that's, I think, the, the, the best advice I've ever been given by my husband. Like, just... Take it step by step. Mm -hmm. And then also to remember to turn back and look what has been achieved over the last couple of months or what it might, might yeah. be, right? With the yeah. team. Because we are so like eager to move on that we sometimes forget to. Mm. Um, so, I mean, businesses in general or companies, organizations, whatever shape and form they have, are like a system, of course. And, and, uh, and pretty much they are quite efficient as they are, very many. But what they're used for is another question. What do we use businesses for? I believe that they could and should always like elevate into becoming an instrument for something more uh, than just, of course, you know, providing, um, serving people with great products or services, of course, uh, and that it's profitable so it can, that it is uh, sustainable. But beyond that, each company and each organization can be so much more in order to also tap into people's, I think, need to be part of something bigger than themselves, right? Mm. Um, but what do you think that, um, is, is there like a long-term formula or so for, for generally for businesses, some kind of common denominator that should be there? Well, thanks for the easy question. <laughs> <laughs> you touched upon it, but there needs to be and may, I'm probably just stating the obvious, but it's not always the case. There needs to be a vision that is much bigger than just the profits. And sticking to that vision over time and daring to choose the vision over profits. Um, and the vision and profits should go hand in hand. Um, and then looking at the, the greater good of this planet, I think, and, mm. um, and this is back to my passion. I think we all have a responsibility of being, um, 
on earth together and taking action, not for ourselves, but for everybody around us, um, including animals and, <laughs> mm. um, and, and nature. Um, so I think that's, um, that's the simple answer to me. It, it, it's just you have to have a bigger vision and connect to the bigger picture. That's the only thing that works in the long term. Mm. What was the vision for Milky Wire? To empower and inspire everyone to make an impact. And I think we put a little star in there and said, including you. <laughs> well, that, that includes you, Vesna. <laughs> and everybody's listening too. That includes you guys. <laughs> so you download the app now <laughs> and make an impact. No, I'm serious. Like it's it's that's true. That's mm. It, mm. it's very wide. Uh, and then we're. I mean, the mission is more of how we do this with mm. digital tools, disrupting a sector. Um, sure. But but people need to feel empowered and inspired to take action. Mm. So that's our guiding star. Um, yeah, mm. beyond all the rest. <laughs> Wonderful. But if you if we dream a little bit and say that you have all all doors open to you and all kinds of resources available to you what would you immediately run and um, to to innovate and change well i love the question because i'm doing exactly that mm. yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> you, like you are the answer to this <laughs> or i mean milky well, wire for, for me uh, yeah. yeah milky wire is the answer to that mm. question i feel obliged to really um, to, to do what I am doing. There's, there's no other way, frankly speaking. Um, and that's what also made it so scary, realizing that this is the thing you have to do because you see the problem. You've seen these people who are out in the field who don't have the funding who are the best people in the field. They're working day and night to make an impact for everyone else, okay, because they believe in it, but they don't have the funding. They don't have the connections. They don't have the tools. There's no way for them to do this. I mean, they're expected to, to do marketing and to save the world and to do websites and just do all of it. And they're usually really small teams in the middle of nowhere with no Wi-Fi. And once... I mean, I've met these people, I looked into their eyes and I realized the struggles that they are going through. I just can't go back and sit here and say, ah, you know, I'm going to go on with my life. Mm-hmm. We all have an obligation to support these people. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we really, really do, because they are part of making the world a better place that we really need today. Yeah, we need to uh, eat less meat, we need to fly less, we need to you know, make um, good choices in our lifestyle. But we also have to support the people that are out there on the front lines every day mm-hmm. and really think about like putting yourselves in their shoes and becoming a friend and supporting them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's so little when a lot of us come together and this is, <laughs> I guess, also answering your, what's the beauty of it? The beauty of it is, is that very few of us coming together for one of these projects will fund them long term. And I'm talking about like five, ten dollars a month in terms of a donation and then hundreds of people coming together doing this, commit making this commitment, that significantly moves the needle mm-hmm. for these projects. 
and it means the survival of a species or a whole ecosystem um, or cleaning up a, a, a really important part of the ocean, educating people for the future. I mean, it's just like the projects are amazing, but they desperately need funding. So, yeah, um, yeah, this is, I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm forced to do this by myself. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like beyond you. It's a bigger idea, so to say, that is your boss. Yeah. And this, uh, and, and the team. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, that's a really a gift because can you imagine how many people out there maybe, you know, are working in different organizations and so on and they are doing, you know, meaningful good stuff and so on but they don't have that com total conviction about the importance of it deep deep down so yeah. you get so much energy and so much source of innovation and creativity and so on from that very magic spark yeah uh, that is beyond uh, you and beyond you know milky yeah. wire kind of thing uh, that's something that a lot of organizations and so on are actually looking for uh, or sometimes need to be reminded of rather Yeah, and we're seeing this clearly um, that, I mean, we are super focused on the consumer part, but as I said, the corporate partnership side is growing fast for us because corporates want to, have to, for their customers, for their employees, for politicians' requirements, they have to make an impact. And, and so we are an interesting alternative because we connect them directly to the people in the field. We provide the digital tools. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so... Yeah, and people can choose what they want to kind of dedicate. Yeah. And I mean, we're 25-ish people here who are working so hard and are so passionate. So I also think that <laughs> comes out a part with it that we just have a lot to give. Because yeah. all of us believe in, in the solution of bringing, I mean, everyone closer to the impact that they can make. Yeah. So if you could give one piece of advice to um, leaders um, who many of them are listening here, uh, what would it be? <laughs> the same advice that I give myself. Yeah. Mm. Which is, I mean, look, look yourself in the mirror. <laughs> who do you want to be? What are you trying to do? Mm. What do you want to be remembered for? And I mean, any day when I, <laughs> when I'm like a little bit tired, um, I think about my children. If I don't work hard enough, they'd be like, mom, you need to work harder. You need to save the, the snakes of India. And I'm like, okay, kids. <laughs> like mommy needs to have a break from work as well. <laughs> But yeah, so it's, um, Uh, it's it's funny but like to the advice I mean everybody who's out there and in a in a whatever context you're in have the power to make a change mm -hmm. and so use that power and it's easy yeah and there's no reason to also just sit back and wait for somebody to pop up that is so a so-called leader that's going to point to a certain direction and then you're going to hop off hop on or not right Because we all impact other people around us, whether we know it or not. We, yeah. we can influence people by the way we act and do and what we say and, and so on. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, you know, decentralize this kind of leadership into ourselves. Yeah, every single person needs mm -hmm. to take responsibility, mm -hmm. um, take action. Mm -hmm. And if um, you would give advice to yourself some, let's say, 10 or so years ago, 
uh, is it something that pops up? Mm-mm-mm. Uh, 10, 15 years ago. So then I was like 25. That's um, Yeah, life is long. It's <laughs> a good, good piece of advice, I guess. But yeah. also, um, I think what I have realized now that I am working so much with Milky Wire, with the team, and, and in the digital space especially, most things are still undone. And I didn't look at the world that way when I was 25. I'm not sure I would have wanted to tell myself that, but that's something I've come to understand, Mm -hmm. that, yeah, there's so much innovation and brilliance to come. You just have to start looking for it. Um, And I... I don't regret anything, I really don't. And I'm very happy about my entire career. So I'm afraid of giving myself advice 15 years ago that would have changed the path in a way that I'm not, <laughs> wouldn't want it to change. But um, I guess um, like daring to, to go after opportunities. Um, and I guess I have in a way, but I think I could have realized slightly earlier and been even bolder and braver earlier. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that thing I think is, is a very, you know, human common denominator that we all have, that whenever you look back at things, you say, but why didn't I do that earlier? Yeah, uh, you know, because um, we, because where we are now is normally a much more fun and valuable place to be. So you don't say, why didn't I get here earlier? You know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and that's a, a lesson, right? Don't get into the comfort zone. When you start getting comfortable, mm, but people are also different. We have to remember that. The people true. are different. Some people like being there and there's no need to be forced out. And some people just feel that they want to get out. And that yeah. this is for those people. <laughs> if you're comfortable, just stay there, <laughs> wherever you are. Yeah, yeah. It's true, it's interesting you say that because... Uh, um, there's always movement, change, and everything. All of that is is natural, you know. But if you sit still, something is going to change around you or about you, uh, anyways. Whether you, oh, like yeah. it, whether you like it or not, and, and in a way, you know, life lessons, you know, they can either, as you say, uh, you know, come from pain or insight. Yeah. So if you stay still too much, eventually things will change for you. Yeah. Uh, and then you have no sense of yeah. control over that situation. Yeah. So it's. Change. Interesting dynamics. Um, and what do you think is the absolutely most important thing for, for companies to focus on right now? Um, giving back. I mean, no matter what company you have, in one way or the other, you're using the resources of this planet. And it's fascinating to me how, and this is, I guess, a, a sense of a mindset how we just take these resources for granted, but we're actually using resources. And so the more, <laughs> the, the, the more I spend time with this idea, the more I feel that we all really have to give back. Mm-hmm. It's our obligation. Mm-mm. Maybe the effect, the effect is huge 
for us who live today, of course, if we start giving back, like all of us really do, and make selfless choices. Mm. Um, but for future generations, I mean, we're, just in terms of species, like the, the fight for extinction, the, the number of species that are facing extinction right now, mm. um, we have we have the possibility to change that. And that was, for the first time, it was on the top global risks this year, before COVID, um, extinction and what that means for the human race. And we all can affect that right now. But it's huge, the effect, if you think about it, for our children and our grandchildren. Mm. So, yeah, giving back in one way or the other. Mm. And it's, you know... It's a win-win-win as well, because like your consumers will love the fact that you give back, your employees will love the fact that you give back, and your kids will love the fact that you give back. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. How has this COVID situation actually affected you if, if, um, in, in some way? I mean, you as a person or your life or, or, or just like... Well, I, I think like it's affected all of us. Of course, it's affected me. Mm. But um, it's hard to to try to 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 get people to think about some of the bigger questions out there while we're also fighting a pandemic. And we're in a beta phase with the app. I mean, it's available on App Store and, and it's working and, you know, but we're still continuously working on it to improve it. So the, the plan has always been to launch it in the fall now of 2020. And so how do you launch something in a time of Corona? And how do you do it at a distance when you can't go to the markets that are your key markets? And how do you even get seen in everything else that's happening so mm. it's it took <laughs> it took a few months for me to wrap my mind around how to deal with all this um but you know the world is in some ways changed but the world is still in many ways the same uh and so and pieces have starting to fall into place and i mean you start to make sense of the mm what the world looks like so it's it's definitely harder to navigate and most of our plans like up in the air <laughs> had to be changed everything uh, had to be changed and everything we worked on when it hit uh, was like off the table um, but you know what like stronger wiser <laughs> we keep you know keep hitting at it like I'm here in the long term for this for Milky Wire But at the same time, everything that's going around, going on around us, um, has also, I feel, um, opened up people even more. You know, it's like a little bit of a magic crack into their daily lives, mm. and it's through the cracks that the light comes in, as Leonard Cohen is, is saying, right? Yeah. Um, so with that crack, maybe more insight, more reflection, more awareness of everything. Yeah. Actually gives you a good momentum for, for me. I hope so. I really hope so. Um, yeah, I don't see a reason why it couldn't be the case. 
But then humans are humans and the challenges we had before, we still have. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so my final question, Nina, to you is, what do you think the world needs most at this time? Action. Yeah. That's it. Mm. Exactly. It's enough talking and thinking, it's about acting. Yeah. Uh, it's easy to talk, it's easy to have opinions. It's easy to have a great idea. To do something and take that step is always like climbing a hill. Even if it's downloading an app, <laughs> making a donation, or starting a company. No, I'm serious. It's like it, it, yeah. it really comes down to action. Who has most patience, determination, dedication to actually do something? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the only way. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Thank you so much, Mina. Thanks really uh, Thank for, you. for sharing and taking the time. Um, and Thank you. so people to, to find out more, um, of course, there's a website, but definitely uh, they will find all links and show notes on corporateunplugged.com. But they definitely need to do one thing, and that is download the Milky Wire app and, um, and also find a cause or an impact that, uh, that, that you feel close to and donate and make your uh, impact. Um, thank uh, you. How? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for saying that. <laughs> and and uh, uh, by the way, how was it to be on, your, on this podcast for you? Um, fun. I enjoyed Um talking to you. As I said, I haven't done a podcast before, but I do like talking. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Acast, and share this episode with people you know would benefit from hearing Nina. Please rate and review this podcast if you enjoyed it. And thank you so much for listening. And until next time, live with purpose and uh, remember to unplug. Ciao. Ciao!